are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, we are just a little over two weeks away from the NFL draft. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, spring has come. Free agency's kind of hit a lull here. Everyone's in their bunker in the NFL world and getting ready to gear up for this draft. And then kind of the calm before the storm. I've heard some uh, of the experts, some of the people we would say are in the know, say that because of the, just the craziness of the past year, because of no uh, no NFL Combine this year, that this might be the most unpredictable draft ever. Uh, we kind of heard similar things last year with, with really no pro days, even though we got the, got the Combine in. Uh, ha- have you heard some of those same things, and would you agree? I would definitely agree. I, I mean... There's many phases of it, and a lot of, you know, there, there's less information, so people are going to interpret it differently. But even though the NFL doesn't admit this, there's still a groupthink in the NFL. And I don't mean necessarily, oh, Mel mocked this guy to the 20 pick, pick or whatever. I just mean, like, all the scouts spending time together, all the Northeast scouts, are, they see each other and they compare notes and they become buddies and maybe they get a beer after work, you know? I mean, like, none of that happened. And, and that's where a lot of information is shared and found out. And pro days had limited people at. I mean, there's a lot of information that gets spread around at those type of events. So just less gatherings. Obviously, the Combine's a huge one. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter, and, and uh, forgive me, I cannot remember who mentioned this, but it was... Uh, it, it was a, a scout or a reporter, somebody, uh, somebody in the NFL mm-hmm. who basically said, I get so much of my information late nights, uh, the, yeah, the late right. nights of the combine. And sure. uh, the, none of those conversations, as you said, none of those happen. Uh, so it, he was even saying, you know, I feel and, and probably everybody feels like they're a little bit behind, like they're missing a little bit of the information. Yeah, I think that's 100 percent true. Well, today we're, we're not directly talking about the NFL draft, but uh, essentially we are. Because over the next two days, we're going to look at uh, the remaining team needs at all four of the main fantasy-related positions. Matt, as you said earlier, free agency is basically over. There's, there's maybe a few free agents left out there uh, that could maybe make an impact if you really squint. Uh, and, and we'll mention those guys, but for the most part, these team needs are going to be filled through the NFL draft. So we want to take a look at those and, and just kind of get an idea where these teams stand uh, with the draft now, just a little over two weeks away. We'll start with a quarterback position. Uh, I tried to break these down into tiers. I didn't necessarily rank them, but when you look at depth charts, some things stand out because you, you see... Uh, and Tier 1, this probably deserves an, an asterisk of some kind. These teams have no starting quarterbacks as of now uh, w- when you try to project out to 2021. But we essentially know what the Jaguars are doing and what the Jets are doing. They're starting quarterbacks. We're, we're pretty confident are going to be Trevor Lawrence and, uh, and Zach Wilson. Sure. Um, you see anything weird happening there, especially no. with Wilson. 
No, I mean, especially after the Darnold trade. I mean, I think this is now set in stone. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention there, which is a little similar to the Darnold trade, not to that magnitude, but I think some of these other teams that we get to would be wise to call Jacksonville about Gardner Minshew. You know, maybe he's a fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, but I, I think Minshew in the Superflex world might have some sneaky value right now. That's a good point. I like that call. So even those those two teams are, are the really the only ones without a, a known starter. You know, we, we do basically know it. So let's right, move right. on to Tier 2. I, I found four teams. Maybe you'll have some others or, or you'll disagree. I feel like these teams are in the uh, the tier that they need an upgrade. We, we probably know who their starter is going to be in 2021, but the NFL draft could certainly change that for some of these. The Chicago Bears... Andy Dalton, um, likely not going to be in a position to take one of these five quarterbacks. I guess I'm assuming they roll with Dalton in 2021 and and uh, they're going to be shopping again next offseason. Is that how you see it? That is with that one. Uh, I mean, I think they – we'll get these other teams. I'll just be quiet for a minute. But, yeah, I think it'll be Dalton and then next year's project. And not that I'm an Andy Dalton fan or believer, but even – he's going to be an upgrade. I mean, he's an average to below average starting quarterback. So, I mean, everyone's that was all excited about Allen Robinson. Boy, I wish he could finally get a quarterback. He actually got a little bit better one. Oh, that's so sad. Though. I mean, that's sad to say, <laughs> I guess. Right. These other three teams in this second tier uh, that, that need a upgrade at quarterback uh, are going to potentially get that in the NFL draft. I think all three are, are going to be in the range to maybe select one of those rookie quarterbacks. Uh, certainly the San Francisco 49ers will. Uh, currently yeah. have Jimmy Garoppolo penciled in. Uh, but after the big move up to three, we know they are taking a quarterback. We're it's not not exactly sure which one it's going to be. Maybe it's Mac Jones. Or, are you buying into that? That that report just, just won't stop. I trust the people reporting it. You know, Daniel yeah. Jeremiah, uh, uh, Adam Schefter, I mean, the latest news is we're going to get another pro day from Fields and Lance and San Francisco is going to be in attendance. But you you don't make that trade not knowing who you wanted. And I think they want Jones. I don't agree with it, but I think that's what's going to happen in the top three picks. And then Garoppolo, not that he's comparable to Minshew. He's a better player than that. I think that they will entertain offers for him. So could he end up in Chicago or with one of these other teams possibly? Sounds like, uh, again, if we're believing the reports, that the asking price on Garoppolo is still pretty high. They're looking for a mm-hmm. first, uh, supposedly. I, I don't think they're getting that. Uh, the no. other two teams, the New England Patriots, who uh, continue to be linked to Jimmy Garoppolo after he uh, got his start there, uh, currently have Cam Newton. Could could definitely roll with him into 2021, uh, or they could, uh, they could move up, as has been... Uh, been suggested in so many mock drafts that they move up for Justin Fields or any other quarterback who falls maybe to the bottom part of the top 10. And the bottom part of the top 10 is where the Denver Broncos are uh, with Drew Locke penciled in, uh, very, very light pencil, uh, penciled in as their starter. (laughs) They could be looking for an upgrade as well. So Denver, New England, San Fran, uh, do all three of those teams find a quarterback in the draft? I'd say no. San Fran does, obviously. Um, I think the fourth pick has a very good chance to be 
Denver, who would have the the smallest you know area to, to cover, they wouldn't have to add as much to trade up. New England, who you mentioned, kind of have set themselves up in free agency to be in the market for a Lancer of Fields. Or a team you didn't mention that you keep getting reports from. Mike Lombardi keeps saying that Washington would really love to put a package together to get the four. So I think they might be in this tier two as well. Yeah, so we mentioned uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. We mentioned Gardner Minshew as, as both potentially being available via trade. We already know Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, following the Carolina trade for Sam Darnold is certainly available in trade. Yeah, maybe so the Denver. In, yeah, if any of these four teams, uh, or really, we should say three. We know, we know, San Francisco is is taking one of these rookies. So, uh, Chicago, Denver, New England. If they get desperate enough, maybe they make the move to Garoppolo or Bridgewater. Uh, tier three. I just kind of threw in uh, some other teams who. Uh, at least at some point in this offseason, have been rumored to be looking for an upgrade, and uh, that would include uh, the Houston Texans. We talked last week about the Deshaun Watson situation. It it's, remains a, a wait and see, but uh, they certainly may be without Deshaun Watson, uh, either through suspension or trade. Uh, Las Vegas, Derek Carr, Detroit, Jared Goff, Miami with Tua, uh, New Orleans has both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And then you mentioned Washington. They currently have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but maybe they get aggressive with one of these rookie quarterbacks as well. Uh, any Anything stand out about those six teams? Uh, Watson's just a huge asterisk, you know, bold italics. Who knows what Houston's going to do? He's not going to be on another team, but are they going to look for a quarterback? I, I don't know what to think about Houston. Um, not really. I mean, I think some of those teams, maybe Detroit, maybe Washington, if they can't trade up, could be landing spots for Jamie Newman, Kellen Mond, you know, more than five quarterbacks will get drafted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kyle Trask is, yeah, will be yeah. a, a day two pick. Um, Davis Mills will, will likely be a day two pick. Although I saw him mocked in the late first round, uh, a couple times as well. So, um, I might include Tampa in this list. I mean, Tom's not going to play forever. Yeah, I think that's actually where where uh, <laughs> where Davis Mills was going in in the mock draft I looked at. I think that was on uh, I think that was on NFL.com. We'll we'll see. So many mocks out there now. Uh, so that's kind of a, an overview of the quarterback situation right now with with some of the teams who will be looking to make some moves at the NFL draft, uh, either through draft or. Uh, potentially through a trade. When we come back, we'll uh, have that same conversation about the running backs. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can even do more than in sports as well. Football might be over. Well, football games are over, but you can still do over/under win totals. You can do draft props, all that type of thing. But NBA and NHL are in full swing, and we got playoffs right around the corner for those leagues. Uh, the Bet Online even covers TV shows and reality TV and award shows. They have real-time updated odds and props for on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device, which is very, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code Locked On, all one word, Locked On. And you'll get that 50% welcome bonus off off of you know your original deposit. So bet online, your online sports book experts. All 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's move over to the running back position now and talk about some glaring needs on some of these teams. I found three teams that that simply don't have a a, a starting caliber running back on their roster. Uh, We talked about the Jets with the quarterback situation. We know they're going to at least attempt to solve that with the second overall pick. They also don't have a starting running back uh, on their roster either. For most of last year, that was Frank Gore. Uh, he is has moved on. They do have LaMichael P. Ryan. I don't think we saw enough from him last year to to, to pencil him in as the starter there necessarily, although it, it could ultimately be him, certainly. Mm-hmm. They signed Tevin Coleman. They have Ty Johnson on their roster. I don't feel like any of those guys are the answer. Do you? No, not at all. I, I think they're interesting, though, because... Clearly, they're rebuilding. Clearly, they have a lot of picks over this draft and next. That's, I just think that the way that they're going to be constructed, we know their first pick's going to be a quarterback. That in a Robert Sala Niners-like defense, they're going to want edge pass rushers like crazy. And Joe Douglas is all about O-line. So, this might be a fourth-round running back or you know next year's project. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And... and... We talk about the the rookie running backs, the top three of Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, uh, and and it's hard to find anybody you really like after that. I, I understand that. I agree mm-hmm. with that for the most part. But some of those guys uh, from RB4 on are going to land in what we view as, as good spots, and then we're going to need to reassess their value and uh, exactly where we want to put him. Uh, for the record, the Jets do have, uh, along with the second overall pick, they also have the late first rounder, the 23 overall. They have their own pick in the second round, 34 overall. And they also have two third rounders, 66 and 86. So it, it would not be surprising if one of those picks were a running back. No, no, especially that 86 neighborhood. Maybe it's a Trey Sermon and all of a sudden he jumps up our list, you know, somebody like that. Yeah, I, I just have flashbacks to Keyshawn Vaughn a year ago, so we, yeah, we've got to be careful with that one. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers are next on the list. No surprise here. Uh, they have let James Conner walk. Conner still has not found a team as of uh, as of now, though. It, it sounds like he's maybe getting some interest. Uh, looking at the depth chart, it's Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Jalen Samuels. They signed Kalen Balage. N- none of these guys are the starter. Uh, no. Who, who do you want? Najee. Yeah, um, yeah, that's Najee, what I thought. Yeah. Najee at 24. Uh, I don't know that ATN is their type, but that wouldn't be horrible. And Javante Williams would be just fine. I can see the Steelers maybe even trading down to 30, 32, if all three of those guys are there at 24. Or maybe they even you know run to the podium at 24. I think they're going to get one of those three backs. I, I feel very confident about it. I don't have any inside scoop on that. Just I've just thought about this for many millions of years or many millions of hours <laughs> and feel like they can't get shut out of one of those three. Yeah, you've, you've talked about this a little bit, I would oh, say. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> 
So the Steelers just have their picks in the first four rounds. So that's 24 overall, 55 overall, 87 overall, uh, 128 overall, and then they have a comp pick at the end of the fourth round, 140 overall. So uh, some chances to get uh, potentially Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, uh, or, or Javante Williams, although that, mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like they're probably, their first rounder is going to be too early for Javante, and, and I don't know that he falls uh, that far in the second round. So Yeah, that's a tough he, spot. He might not fit, actually, but. They'd have uh, to move around the draft, either move up in round two or move back in round one. Right, right, and and they've, they've done that plenty. It could mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Uh, the third team in this tier, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, I know they did sign Mike Davis, of course, and, and he could be that, that sneaky guy, depending on what they do in the draft. But we know when we talk about three teams that really, really need a starting running back, we talk about three rookie running backs in the top tier. There's no chance that these three rookies are going to three, these three teams. So somebody uh, somebody's going to gain some value, whether it's a second or third tier rookie running back or it's a guy like Mike Davis. Yes, and I do think Mike Davis is a very sneaky potential number one for his team when it's all said and done. He's a good player, and they got him a good deal and a good offense. And here's the thing about Atlanta. If if they stick and pick at four, it's either going to be a quarterback or it's going to be Kyle Pitts, in my opinion. Then, in the early second, could they ignore that defense for two picks in a row? Like, I don't think you could go... Pitts running back or Lance running back with as bad as their defense is. So if they trade out a four, hey, they could take Najee Harris with the the football team's pick or something like that. But the way they set up now, it might not be till the third round. Yeah, that's a good point. They they also have their own picks, four overall, 35 overall in the second round, 68 overall in the third round. Uh, that is probably almost certainly too late to get Javante Williams, so they're yeah. uh, they would then be settling for one of these next tier guys, Sermon, Gainwell. You know who who knows what order we're going to see those running backs come off the board. Sure, uh, they also had the 99th overall pick in the uh, in the fourth round. But like I said, it's it's not going to be that easy for dynasty managers that the top three backs go to what most of us agree no. are the top three spots. It won't play out like that. Um, let's take a quick look at um, some of the available free agents because these are other players who could gain some value. Uh, we mentioned them already. James Conner, uh, of course, you know his game well there, covering him in Pittsburgh for, for so many years. Uh, sounds like he's starting to get some interest. Uh, maybe it's Arizona. We'll, we'll talk about them in a moment. Um, do, do you see Conner as, as a starter in this league in 2021? Doubtful, uh, maybe a placeholder. Like I thought, there was a chance the Steelers would bring him back and still draft Najee Harris. You're, you know, um, a compliment to Edmonds in Arizona would make sense, but I think he's just too hard to rely on. You know, if he's healthy on game day, I think he'll get carries. But I think that GMs would be crazy to say, "Oh, our running back situation solved by signing him." Yeah, we could say the same thing about some of the other free agents still oh, available: yeah. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Duke Johnson. Uh, Wayne Gallman also out there. I mean, honestly, honestly, Wayne Gallman might be the most appealing of yeah. of that group. You you know what he is. He's younger than than the rest of that group. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he got signed before any of these other names we mentioned. 
I'm not gonna predict it, but I'm not sure if Bell or Gurley ever play again. Yeah, I, I have predicted it, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think that would be a surprise at all. And uh, we could probably put Duke Johnson in there as well. He's he's just always been a, a player that 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 fantasy uh, fantasy players like more than than coaches <laughs> and GMs. Life, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Matt. When we come back, we'll talk about the second tier of teams who maybe need a running back upgrade through this draft. Let me tell you a little about rockauto.com. We've talked about them quite a bit. They're great great friends of the Locked On Network. Um, these chain storefronts are just so outdated. I mean, because they can't keep all the makes and models and parts you need for your car. Uh, you have computers in your hands or on your laptop to access rockauto.com and get everything you want at a better price. Um, some people you know, repair and maintain their cars to save money can use that on other important things in your life, um, you know, or it's just a hobby of yours, whatever it is, rockauto.com is a place to be. Um, I mentioned before, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers. Rockautos.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. They offer the, the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. Uh, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you're looking for. I mean, it was just in a few easy clicks. Uh, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, you know, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that we know, so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. From April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picks and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for the for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Matt, let's finish up that running back conversation. We've got a handful of teams here who... Uh, could certainly roll into 2021 20, with pretty much what they have on their roster now, but I also would not be surprised at all if they uh, found a way to upgrade that backfield. <laughs> Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they also let their 2020 starter go, as as some of these other teams did. That was uh, Kenyon Drake, who's over with the Raiders now. That leaves Chase Edmonds uh, as, as next in line. He's a player that a lot of dynasty managers like, myself <laughs> included, but I don't know if he's ready to handle that backfield. Um, certainly not by himself. They've got to bring in someone else, and and we'll just see, uh, I, I guess, what the quality of that player really is. It, maybe it's one of these rookies. Uh, they are the team I saw earlier in the week who were set to visit with James Conner. We'll see mm-hmm. if, if he ends up there. Uh, thoughts on, on Chase Edmonds or the Cardinals? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, Connor aside, could you see them 
taking Najee Harris in the middle of the first round? That seems a little rich considering their cornerback needs and other things they need. I mean, maybe that's a Javante Williams round two landing spot. And interesting. Wouldn't be a bad spot to land. No, not at all. Uh, Williams seems to make more sense than using a first rounder on a running back, as you yeah. said, given given some of their other needs. I feel like uh, like Chase Edmonds and Trey Sermon would would be a good combo. That, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see that. We we keep mentioning his name. Uh, he's he's going to be in in a, a spot that could uh, he could really gain some value. I think. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. They. I mean, they are certainly a a Super Bowl contender. Josh Allen is, is has played some of the best football um, of any quarterback in the league over the last year, year and a half or so. They they filled needs last year with Stefan Diggs and and so many others that they brought in, but the running game outside of outside of what Allen gave them kind of suffered and struggled. It, it's it's Zach Moss and it's Devin Singletary and both of those guys are fine. Um, you know they're they're good backups they're good committee backs i don't think either deserve to be a starter in this league and if they somehow add one of these impact rookies i mean look out right yeah i 100 percent agree that'd be an awesome landing spot imagine travis atn in that offense or you know i mean wow they're in a really heavily analytically driven front office though i mean i think corner pass rusher these premium positions is probably where they're going to use their early picks. I never quite buy when I see a mock with them using a first-round pick on one of these three running backs. Yeah, would that feel like a little bit of a luxury pick to you? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I think that those two could get the job done with as well as they throw the ball and throw Herbert or Ramonde Stevenson or, you know, somebody like that in the mix too, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, good call there. Uh, Houston, they've got so many bodies. They've already added a couple guys and, and Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram. You you think they probably are not going to add anything else, but those two, along with David Johnson, uh, they don't have a first or second round pick. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They're certainly not getting, (laughs) right. They're not getting one of these three. We, we keep talking about. Thank God. That'd be the worst landing spot ever. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows what that team's going to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it certainly feels like they're tanking, but uh, I believe they've already traded their 2022 first rounder as well. So um, tanking tanking when you don't have your own first rounder usually doesn't work very well. <laughs> let's let's get off of them as quickly as we can. Yeah, uh, Miami, Miles Gaskin, uh, another team loaded up with picks. Would not be a surprise if if they went after one of these three players. I think uh, I think they also think they have might. multiple first rounders. Yeah, I, yeah, they do have two first rounders. Houston's early second as well. I mean, they have a lot of draft capital over these next two years, like the Jets. I could see them landing one of the big three, and that'd be a good spot. With all respect to Miles Gaskin, I would. I think that would be a really good spot, and all those guys would go past him pretty quick. New England honestly kind of feels like Houston at this point. They've got some names and some bodies there uh, with with Damian Harris. They re-signed James White. They've still got Sony Michelle there on the roster. I'm not excited about any of those players at this point, but they have enough that they probably don't spend a, a day one, certainly not a day one, but probably not a day two pick on a running back either. Let's finish up with San Francisco. Raheem Mostert and Jeffrey Wilson both were were quite impressive last year, uh, but they also both dealt with 
injury issues last year. That this team feels a little like Buffalo in that if they really address that running game, um, they could be ready to contend for the Super Bowl for for multiple years. They they have some quarterback questions as well that the the Bills don't have. But um, do you see San Francisco making a move in this draft? Yeah, and I wonder because, you know, they traded so much to get up to three. Can they afford to use any kind of premium pick on a running back when they realize they're not going to have a first-round pick in the coming years? Do they have to draft corners and things like that that are harder to find? And it might be a true test of, hey, can this Shanahan system turn a star, turn turn anybody into a star? And, I mean, most are it's okay. I mean, it would be shock me, though, if they draft someone in the fifth round and by week seven, we're all picking him up off the waiver wire, and he's doing really well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I do like, I still like Mostert and mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Wilson. Um, you know, both as, as pretty cheap guys to to target and acquire, and, and part of that reason is because there is the concern that they add, add one of these rookies. Uh, along with the three overall, which we know certainly will not be a running back, um, they do have 43 overall. Uh, in the second round, they've got 102 in the third round, and uh, I believe an early fourth rounder, uh, 117 overall. So we'll see what, what San Francisco does. If one of these rookies lands there, it, it would be a, a big boost to, to his value. Let's go back to Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. If you had to guess right now, Matt, we've talked about uh, several teams that have needs. Where do these three guys land? I'm going to say Pittsburgh, Miami, Jets. Yeah. Those those feel like the like the most likely, uh, I think and Jets and Miami just have so many extra picks. Right, right. You know. And we'll we'll as you said earlier, we'll see some teams moving around for sure as well. Mhm. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.